Hey friends, welcome to this quick play episode of the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm your host Dustin and I'm joined by the three other guys, Zach, JP, and Alex. Well, thank you guys for joining me today over the World Wide Web once again. <laughs> Via <laughs> AOL.com. Right, right. You got your CDs Here. in and ready? I got ready. escape up and running, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ready to navigate. Right. Ask exactly. Jeeves is ready to answer my questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, think, taking back old school, I think on some of our uh, social distance episodes so far, it's been sounding like Alex is calling in over a 9600 baud modem. But let's Whoa. see if it sounds any better this time. Alex, you there? I'm here. Hello? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Come in Tokyo. What is that? <laughs> is this not it does working sound now? better. I don't, I don't know if the... the pro- <laughs> I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, so he, he sounds slightly fine. better, but he can't hear us at all. Great. <laughs> I think there's a delay now. <laughs> I think that might just be Alex. Uh, so uh, let's move on and get quickly into today's quick play. Today's quick play is a Q&A. Uh, we socialed out a call for questions from our at Retro Game Guys account on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We were curious. What questions did you have that we might be able to answer? Either about ourselves, podcasting, gaming, or anything else that came to mind. Uh, we got a lot of great questions, so thank you very much to those of you who sent something in. We picked the ones we thought we could give a really good answer to, so here goes. Uh, let's kick things off uh, from our friend Brian, or at Spaces. Uh, his question is, has this lockdown affected you guys gaming-wise? Are you playing less games or more? Buying less games or more? How about you, Zach? Uh, definitely more. <laughs> Both, actually, buying and playing. <laughs> so I'm working from home, and uh, being that I'm working from home, I'm actually working from my game room. And I'm surrounded by all my games. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think is going to happen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? You've yeah. got one or three, like three or four games in there, right? Yeah, not 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 too big, right? Yeah, over a thousand, like I think I said. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but buying more too, like I said, because, you know, when you're going out less, guess what you're doing? A little more eBay. Right, That's right. what I'm doing. All right, Alex, how about yourself? Playing more games, buying more games? Well, uh, a little bit of both because of the pod. So I'm playing... Um, a little bit of the console, but uh, I'm playing more uh, mobile games right now. It's poker, online poker on my phone. Oh, there you go. Nice. Uh, how, you, how are you doing? Uh, I'm up 23 million. So I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> 23 million widgets. Right. Yeah. Yep. What about you, JP? Uh, playing more? Not as much as I would really like to because it is difficult having two kids. But um, yeah, there's definitely times that I get some breaks to play. It's it's nice, though. I have a lot more time because of when we get home in the evening to play the the game that like we're getting ready for this next game. I actually have time to play that. But mm-hmm. I also been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto online with uh, some of my coworkers to pass the time, which has been nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for myself, I'll say, you know, just to put it out there that, you know, I think all of us are at the retro game guys are lucky to have steady income and all that in this in these trying times. So um, for myself, I've got that. And and uh, yeah, I've been spending way too much time playing games, uh, playing Animal Crossing. I think <laughs> I'm up to over 65 hours or something on that now. You know, and, and I've been uh, buying some retro games. I've been posting some of those on my uh, personal uh, Instagram account and Twitter account at Dustin RGG. Um, so you guys have, have you seen got, some of those have you got KK Slider in your town yet? <laughs> I, still, I, still I did. I got through there. I got three stars. I'm trying to build a lot more fences to get to four Dang. stars, but it's just not happening yet. Wow. So yeah, you should come visit. Come visit. I, I will. Comes. I'm only on two stars. Get <laughs> Don't get the animal I'll give crossing you some tips. games. What do you? What is this? What do you do? <laughs> We're moving on. Uh, (laughs) it's it's kind of like a Seinfeld episode it's kind of a game about nothing 
There you oh, go. Nice. <laughs> All right. Our next question uh, directed straight at me from Terrence Melvin. When is that gauntlet show coming? Um, I am pro- I am pushing for it. I think uh, one of the things, though, with uh, how everything uh, is right now, gauntlet is best played with friends in yep. the same space, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, so now is not the right time for that kind of game, um, but I'm ready to go. I've got Gauntlet in my garage. I've got Gauntlet in uh, most multiple systems, NES and Genesis and all that. So I'm ready to go. When this kind of thing gets to a point where we can all get back together, that's going to be the first game I think I want to pull out. So there's your answer. Cool with that. Yeah. Um, next question from Andrew Hawk. He asks, uh, what is the worst NES game ever made? You guys should dedicate a show to discussing bad games. Keep up the awesome content. <laughs> I'll start here and say, uh, for my point, I, how should I know what the worst NES game is? I don't know. Uh, but the worst Nintendo game we've played for the podcast so far is F-Zero, but that was SNES. And Come on. We've had, <laughs> uh, we've had some debates on that one. Um, there's no debate. But, it's a good game. Not a great <laughs> game, but a good game. All right, fine. Me. Alex, want to kick us off here? Uh, what is the worst sure. NES game in your opinion? Sure. Well, you know what? Um, that's funny because one of our previous ideas for this podcast was to have a quick play episode where we play trash games and like bag on them. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm waiting for uh, Gyromite to come up on this podcast because <laughs> I think anything that you play with a, a Rob robot is a waste of time. It was a waste of development and a total ripoff to anyone that bought the deluxe system way back in the day. It was just a nothing throwaway thing to market. So yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you Useless. go. Uh, JP. Yeah. Agreed. JP worst NES game. Um, you know, I thought that was a really, really good question because I couldn't really think of anything that was like really terrible. But then I remembered, uh, back in the day I went, when I used to rent Nintendo games, um, way back in the day, God, I'm old. Um, <laughs> I rented a boy in his blob and it didn't come with the manual. It didn't come with instructions. There's no internet. There's nothing to go off of. I remember that. Oh my God. I want to change my answer. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but that was mine because I had no no idea what to do with that. I think my runner up would probably be Back to the Future because I I couldn't even figure out what to do in that game too. (laughs) Mm, 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 And you're a fan of Back to the Future. That must have been... Oh, yeah, that was kind of disappointing, but I should probably oh. try and revisit it now. Maybe it'll make more sense. That's probably heavy. Not. Well, All right, Mr. Zach, with the seven, eight, 10, 15 shelves of NES game, pick out your worst <laughs> on those uh, off those shelves. Well, I will say that uh, A Boy and His Blob would be hard to play without the manual. I'll forgive you for making fun of my boy, David Crane, by the way, because he's, uh, he's the designer <laughs> of that game. Um, but yeah, that could see that would be a difficult one. Um, there's a bunch of garbage on the NES. I've got, there's so many that I've played because um, I, I have almost every NES game. I've played every single game. And there are some games where I've literally only played one time and just said, this is awful. Um, the more you dig into the library, the more of those you're going to find. Um, I... There's a game called Heroes of the Lance that I absolutely cannot stand. There's a shoot 'em up called Cybernoid that, again, I just cannot stand it. Um, but there's one game I want to call out here because it's not only bad, but it was also very disappointing. So like you, JP, with Back to the Future, my soul was crushed when I bought this game as a kid. And that is WWF WrestleMania. Oh, boy. Uh, so huge wrestling fan in the 80s. Could not wait for this game to come out. Could not wait to get it. I pick it up and it's just a trash game and yeah it's so bad like there's no actual wrestling in wrestlemania what it's are you like, serious yeah it's like just punches and kicks and bad punches and kicks at that um it's it's a terrible terrible game and it's actually was de- it was developed by rare too mm. so you'd expect wow. it to be good but 
Yeah, it is yeah. awful. And I remember, I think I got it for, for Christmas or something. And I, after playing it for five or 10 minutes, I was like, I am just so disappointed because I wanted it to be like pro wrestling on the NES, which is a great game. This is not even in the same universe. Wow. That sucks, man. All right. Well, that I thought those are some good answers. I'm going to now have to check these games out I, out of just like sheer hatred for myself or something. Those are my next buys. <laughs> like I've never, I, I should be the person who has no NES games except all the trash. Like <laughs> we'll check it out. So next question, uh, the dude or the underscore dude who, um, has a familiar face to myself. He's actually, I'm actually related to this guy. He asks, what's the most frustrating game you can't stop playing? Let's go right back to you, Zach. Life Force. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't spoiler stop playing it because we're playing for the podcast. No. <laughs> um, I would say the game that I keep going back to, even though it's frustrating, is Castlevania on the NES. Yeah. I love this game with all of my heart. I know I'm, I might be alone in that. We Your heart that doesn't that actually translate times. to life, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, I beat the game several times, love it to death, but it's just so damn frustrating. It's difficult. I die all the time. But I don't care. Just keep going back. Yep, Alex. Yep, same, same, uh, same answer. Castlevania. All right, JP, you got one. Uh, boy and his blob. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you can't stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I was jo- telling you guys earlier about this. I wrote down "come back to me" on my notes, and I came back to this and realized I never filled it out. And literally, as Zach was talking two seconds ago, the game came right into my head. I'm like, oh my god, it's like I had an epiphany. We'll do a Zelda live. two. Zelda 2 for the NES wow. because yeah. I loved Zelda, but I hated that it was side-scrolling, but I still wanted to play it because it was Zelda. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for me, uh, most frustrating game I can't stop playing, uh, Wizards and Warriors. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess because I did my victory lap and I actually beat that game, man. I've love, been loving playing it. It's a stupid, frustrating game, but I've been picking it back up. But outside of recent podcast history jokes, the game for me would be Sonic because I used to be really good at it. I'm not anymore, but it's such a fun, well-made, just all around amazingly done game. And so it frustrates me, but I just keep going. I keep I keep hitting those spikes. I keep jumping on those fish. I keep having rings go everywhere and I'm loving it, but just mad at the same time. That's that one. <laughs> that's that one for me. I, I would back you up about uh, Wizards and Warriors. And the only reason that's not my answer is because I don't consider that a game to me because I don't. <laughs> It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's but I can't game. put it down. Yeah. I can't put it down. It's dead to me. All right. Next question, guys. Uh, Tony or at Gamified Dad, do you have any games that you've tried to like repeatedly but just can't get into despite others' recommendations or hype? Uh, Alex, let's start with you on this one. Uh, Street Fighter. So everyone's right. uh, favorite uh, Golden God versus Zack matchup game. Uh, yeah, man. I just never... Um, I also am not a fan of like the dance dance revolution. Anything that you need like a yeah. pattern to like, you know, you have to have a anything you've got to move. <laughs> well, no, you have to have like a pre-existing like muscle memory where you learn sure, the, sure. you know, learn the the controller with the joystick and the special like, you know, Zach grew into being a guitar player. I probably was not really good at the guitar and maybe it's something with my fingers and brain, but I just could never get the, uh, the moves down on uh, street Fighter and, 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 so I just can't play those games to my satisfaction. It frustrates me a little bit. So I Makes wish sense. I was. I wish I had more of a skill set to those uh, for those games. That's something I still have to uh, master. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Although I've never tried to like those repeatedly. I just hate those games. But I get you on the uh, combos <laughs> things. All right, JP. Any games uh, you've tried to like repeatedly uh, out there? 
Uh, you know, uh, I, I definitely agree with uh, with Alex. I've not just Street Fighter, any kind of fighting games. I've just I've never liked fighting games. I just mm. I'll, I'll play them for fun, like in an arcade or whatever. But you know, Zach will play me, and he'll just hand me you know my behind and be like, "Here you go, enjoy, sir." Right. But, um, other other than that, um, RPGs like specifically like the Final Fantasy series. People love that series, and I just I just can't get into it. I just don't like RPGs. I don't like. All right, I'm gonna hit them. They take a hundred. They're at a million. Let's do it some more. I'm just, it just, it doesn't do it for me. <laughs> there you go. I, it, it, what's interesting is I like RPGs, but I've, I've, ha- I'm with you a little bit. I've tried to get into Final Fantasy. I had 15. I had some other ones. Um, I just, I, I've, it's, I don't know. It's exhausting in some ways. It just, uh, I'd like to try it. I think Final Fantasy VII remastered is coming oh, out great. soon. It's already yeah, out. Is, it's or is it out? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to yeah. try that. I want to give. This is one I've tried to like it repeatedly, but I really want. So I really want it. I will yeah. say though that one that I've for sure tried to try it repeatedly over and over again minecraft i cannot get into that freaking game um my kids i like I, every time my kids get into something i try it and hey maybe i'll like it pokemon i got hardcore to pokemon i played pokemon card games with them i played pokemon go i play all sorts of pokemon stuff um so i've always tried to play whatever they're playing right now we play mlb the show they're super into that game i play it with them but they had this period of time where they were really into minecraft i just don't understand what I'm doing in this game. What it it's like Animal Crossing. If you took away any point, like I don't get what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know what's happening. And I just like, ugh, I want to I'm like with, it. Because you. I want to like it because it seems a fun and kids like it, but I don't understand why they like it. So apparently a lot of people love it, right? Because it's made a bazillion dollars. But right. my kids just last week, in fact, got Minecraft for the Switch. They play two player, you know, simultaneous. They are obsessed and it, it gives me nausea, like that first person view with those pixelated graphics. And like, right. I don't know what I like. I'm stuck staring at a wall. I'm like, I don't I, I also don't get it. So I, I tried downloading but, it on different uh, uh, systems on PS4 on a on PC and just try it. And maybe it's this way. Maybe it's the way. I, anyway, Zach, what's a game that you've tried to like repeatedly? Uh, a game that a lot of people think is one of the best games of all time, which is uh, Zelda Ooh. Ocarina of Time on the N64. OK, um, and that's a game I just don't get. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like I, I don't. I'm not. I can't believe I'm hearing this. <laughs> really? I think I, oh. It's something oh. about that early three three D. I don't know. And, and but even beyond that, like I've tried it two or three times. Like I just sat down. So okay, I'm really going to play this for a long period of time. Just I. I was bored with it. And I'm a Zelda fan. I've beaten seven or eight Zelda games. Love Link to the Past. So I, I don't know. All right. I can't believe that. That's that's such a great game. You know, I've actually never played Majora's Mask, which I know that's blasphemy. People say that's even better on on sixty four versus the first one, but uh, I have it. I have it on my GameCube. That disc. I, I'm one of these days. I'll pop it in there and start playing it. Yeah, let me know what you think. But I I, I own it. Even I just just collects dust. I don't know. Oh, I love that. That first one was great. It was fantastic. All right, moving on. At- Andy VGR said, what is your go-to game, i.e. one you never tire of and could play all the time, either as a warm-up or a frustration killer, uh, a comfort food game, if you will. Also, did you guys like the Quantum Leap TV series? Just a random (laughs) extra question. Okay, yeah, that's pretty random there. (laughs) Zach, let's start off with you on that one. Dude, Quantum Leap was awesome. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, actually, I watched Quantum Leap, you know, like every week when the episodes came Mm -hmm. out and... I don't remember what happened. Like, I think I remember, didn't he get home for a period of time finally? And then he had to leave again or something. Like, I just remember this sad ending to the spoiler alert. Come on. (laughs) Okay. It's 30 years old by now. I think it's okay. But but yeah, you know, Voyager, they get back. 
<laughs> oh, really? That's right. Let's go. Oh, back come on, man. That was that was yeah. that was awesome. All right, so moving uh, to your your go to oh, yeah. game. Uh, by the way, they need to make a quantum leap game. How awesome would that be? Every stage would be <laughs> awesome. different, right? You'd be in the Western, you'd be in space. Anyway, that'd be cool. Um, so my go-to besides Street Fighter Two, because that's a too that's too easy of an answer, um, is Mario Brothers on the NES. Not Super Mario Brothers, but the original Mario Brothers arcade. Love that game. Pick it up all the time. Just sort of a mindless game to play. Um, and then mm-hmm. recently, I just threw it on. Um, and I got up to phase uh, 72 in the game and over 600,000 points. And wow. uh, I went back to our first episode and I realized that that was 20 levels beyond what I got on episode one. So um, great. Yeah, still, still growing and improving in that game. <laughs> That's that, fantastic. Uh, He's getting better. What the heck? <laughs> Can you mean, oh, right? hey, guys. By the game, way, man. I played this game again and did even better than the time I kicked <laughs> you guys in the butt. It's awesome. It's actually that, credit to you guys because this competition, you know, makes everyone what competition? better, right? This, <laughs> <laughs> you, you said that. Well, I think hey, I'm the only one that's time. ever come close. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. So we'll, be see. we'll see. Shooters, we'll see. I am not good. All right. Alex, uh, yeah. go-to game, and did you like Quantum Leap? Yeah, so back in the day, um, well, yeah, we'll get to Quantum Leap. Uh, back in the day, I had uh, Mike Tyson's, I'd say Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or Super Mario, but uh, um, but now looking back on it, because I did play a bit of N64, uh, and I don't own it, I wish I did, would be Mario Kart for the N64. I could play that game for hours. We used to, um, I lived in LA at the time, and we used to, a uh, bunch of guys who worked in a restaurant every uh, Friday or Saturday after the restaurant closed down, you know, a couple of cases of beer, we go over to a buddy's house and we just have Mario Kart tournaments in addition to, uh, you know, hanging out with each other. Yeah. And uh, they would just go mm-hmm. on and on and on. And uh, that and GoldenEye. So those two would be like my... You know, number one, number two type of situations. I could be on a desert island. Just give me those two games, uh, and that'd be good. I think. Yeah. Um, as far as Quantum Leap, right. more important um, question though, Quantum Leap, there dude, all time top five show. Uh, one of assassins oh, yeah? to his show. Yeah, dude, for sure. I remember uh, watching it. I think it was on. <laughs> I think it was on. It moved from Wednesday nights, Thursday nights to Wednesday nights. But I think it was on like after Cheers, or I want to say it was after one of these popular shows, and I just roll into it and. Wow. I, yeah. that's one of the shows I watch religiously. Like I'd never missed an episode and yeah, it was uh, one of the saddest endings ever legit teared up. And I remember watching the, right. the wow. ending <laughs> a few, uh, a few years ago. Again, I saw the show. It was on like one of these channels that does repeats and, uh, still sad, still a sad ending, man. Unbelievable. Great show. Okay. All right. Over to JP, go to game and quantum leap opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was looking at what I wrote down, which I'm still going with. But then um, I, I be, even before Alex said it, it popped into my head again. I'm having these epiphanies as I'm as I'm doing this. But I have You're to say there's tonight. yeah, not even drinking and it's coming to me. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I have to say probably Gran Turismo because that yeah. series has always yeah. been my go to. Yep. But honestly, um, Goldeneye, if I have people with me, because there's nothing beats four players. Goldeneye. Yep. Nice. Yeah, uh, and your and, and your my, quantum leap opinion. Quantum leap. I remember watching that show. I loved it. I never watched it like you know religiously. I just remember watching like reruns of it along with episodes of Chips. So those two go. are always my go-to. <laughs> nice. All so right. I could see uh, I could see us getting to um, Goldeneye sometime after you know like Gauntlet, yeah. right? So that we can I, get back together. And that's another four-player awesome I've got, game. I've got it. So oh, I'm yeah. ready to go. 
Um, for me, go-to game. Well, there's so many. It really just kind of depends. Um, uh, right now, my go-to game, it, it, you know, when you're talking about something that you just play as a warm-up or a frustration killer, uh, for me, it's been Katamari Damacy. I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically, Roll I've it been doing the re-roll version on the Switch. I've, I've loved that game for years. Like, it's just, it's just... A stupid guy wants the king of the universe wants you to roll up crabs and dominoes and make a giant ball out of it. It's stupid, (laughs) mindless, but it's a great like just frustration killer because you don't have to think too much. Um, But uh, lately, um, another one. So during our Super Monaco GP episode, and I didn't mention this during that episode, but I would play uh, an hour of that game and get so frustrated and like want to walk away and I'm like, but I want to race. I want to play a racing game that is actually fun. So I had downloaded uh, Outrun to my Switch and I, <laughs> I was just walk away and I play Outrun for like 20 minutes and calm down nice. and then get back to Super Monaco GP. So that, that's been a recent one as well. That's cool. That's that's uh that's cool. Guys like the radio. You can turn the different like you know music yeah, on. And it's just not the same old radio stations. Like I noticed the reboot. They've they they've changed the music, but it was still cool. It was still cool. Um, so let's go to the next question. H five or at Shaheen Michael. Have you gotten around to playing Dat Mean Bean Machine? Maybe Sonic Pinball. Uh, I think I need some help here from Zach on this question because I don't. Yeah. Most of those words don't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> so let me talk about H5 here. So uh, H5, he works at uh, AFK XP uh, Tekken Game Center where we recorded Contra. Um, and he was actually, you know, he was there, you know, while we were doing the episode and everything. And he watched that um, uh, excellent performance, let's just say, on uh, Contra that I put up. So after um, we finished uh, the episode, I mean, like literally after we're like wrapping up, he comes over, he challenges me on the spot. Oh, I so, remember this. Yeah, I remember like, hey, this man, now. Hey, man, have you ever played Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? I'm like, I, I don't I don't think I've ever played that. He's like, I want to challenge you right now, you know, and that's the kind I of place this that, place yeah. is, right? Because it's a competitive game center and stuff. So I'm like, OK, I can't back down from a challenge. Um, never played it before. We played on the Genesis mini on the TV, people around and all that stuff. And he just smokes me the first game. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's like a, you guys probably remember, um, yeah. these games like Puyo Puyo Puyo. It's kind of like Tetris where you match a bunch of colors and they disappear. It's very similar. Um, but anyway, I squeak out a win in game two and I'm like, Oh, maybe I can get this guy. Let's see. And then game three, I actually bring it home and I beat him and I saved face. It was so amazing, but it was, it was a nail biter. Uh, super fun. Nice guy. H5. Thank you very much for being a good sport. Uh, thanks for turning me on to a great game. And to answer your question directly, yes, I have played both Mean Bean uh, Machine and Sonic Spinball since we talked. So thanks for turning me on to those games. Um, and uh, by the way, no rematch. Um, I learned my lesson uh, <laughs> after giving Don Van Dam a rematch and that didn't work out too well for me. So yeah, and it never will again. That was beginner's luck for you. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Over. We're we're friends. All right. Next question at Daz Storm. What do your partners think of your interest in retro gaming? Do they call it, quote, that crap like my girlfriend does? Uh, so, yeah, start with you, Alex. Uh, what does your partner think of your interest in y- retro gaming? Yeah, I don't understand the question. Uh, <laughs> sorry that was a mean that was mean that was my fault it he's compute. uh single and he's single and ready to mingle <laughs> oh right. yeah so like uh like someone who um who lives with you and stuff nah yeah. Yeah, don't, got, <laughs> don't have that, that problem right. i got 99 problems right. but uh, that's not one <laughs> exactly all right jp what about you uh we want to know we know but we want the listeners want to know what your partner thinks of your interest in retro gaming 
oh, she doesn't get it at all. She she doesn't <laughs> understand. Mainly, she doesn't understand the collecting aspect of it. She's like, you're crazy with the amount of stuff you collect, and she just doesn't get the hobby of collecting. You know. Yeah. But um, no, she. She says, you know, it, it makes me happy and, and I enjoy it and everything. But I think our biggest thing is she always just says, you know, you have all this crap and we have nowhere to put it. Why do you have it? Why don't we sell it? And it's like, well, we, we have a small place right now. When we get a big place and I can actually put up a nice room full of my stuff, like kind of how Zach has done his room, then you'll understand because I'll be able to display it on. It'll look pretty and it'll look functional and I'll actually use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll make it uh, for me. To, I'll say they'll make uh, one install it my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've already lost that battle, my friend. I'm gonna see pictures up on eBay of my room. Hey, that looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh my my wife uh I think kind of talks out of both sides of the mouth a little bit on this. I think she gives me a hard time about it and 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 is like, oh, you got another video game or whatever. But then at the same time, she's like, Oh, hey, yeah, you're the little one wants to play Mario Kart with you and like Hey, can you show them that move on that game and everything? So, like, I think she she talks a big game, but I, I you know, underneath it, I think she she's she's with it too. So, I and you know, we I do have space in the house for my games and things, and I've got a gauntlet in the garage and all that. So, obviously, she 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 just enjoys giving me a hard time mostly. <laughs> and that's what wives are for, right? Indeed, um, that fine right. jewelry. yeah right exactly all right zach round us out here uh what is your uh what does your partner think of your interest in retro gaming yeah well my wife knew what she was getting herself into when she married me there's no that was right uh, she there was no way to hide the fact that i like to play and and collect video games the first time Um, she stepped foot in your house yeah, she's like, oh, okay, I understand oh. now. It's like 40-year-old virgin. There's like stuff everywhere. <laughs> she's immediately uh, looking where the door is so she can get out. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> no, she's pretty supportive of the hobby over hobby overall. I mean, it like you were saying, Dustin, I mean, my stuff's pretty much contained to a single room, so it's, you know, it's kind of under control. Um, and stay pretty balanced with the family life and all that, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, and like you, Dustin, I also play retro games with my kids. They love Mario Brothers. They love Excitebike. They loved Wizards and Warriors. Like, they're always oh, interested. Right. Right. They're always interested in what game I'm playing for the podcast. They always want to sit down and watch and stuff. So she sees that and she sees how that's bringing us together. So it, it's all good. Nice, nice. For now, she also <laughs> doesn't have access to my eBay account though. So I think that that could be a problem. She found out. <laughs> right, she right. She, she has access nothing. to your credit card. That's all that matters, Zach. That's <laughs> for her. Yeah. Well, that jewelry keeps coming. <laughs> all right. Next question. Our buddy Bear or at the Retro Bear Den. What are your thoughts on video game grading similar to when people get their comic books graded? Uh, We'll just start with the those of us who are not named JP and end with the obsessive (laughs) collector himself on this question. So start with you uh, there, Zach. Yep. So I I don't have a problem with it, um, but I'm just not personally into that. Like I could see if you had um, a game that was like a true historical piece, like if I had a copy of say stadium events sealed or like the Nintendo world championship card or something that like I was afraid of like dropping it or even using it could damage it. Like at that point, put it in a box, you know, have it in a display case, whatever. Like I, I get that. But outside of that, I don't, I don't get the point of grading a Mega Man five or, or something like that. Like I think games yeah. should be played. And, and so, but I'm not going to, you know, you know, uh, uh, have too strong of an opinion of whatever someone wants to do with their own collection. Like you do what the heck you want. It's your own games. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right, Alex, uh, your thoughts on grading? 
Yeah, so it fascinates me. I uh, understand collecting old hardware, like the actual platforms and the consoles. I can understand that. But the software and the, the cartridges, like, I understand there's a finite amount of cartridges, but I don't understand the whole grading aspect. I guess if we're talking between one that's been chewed up by a dog and one that hasn't been chewed up by a dog, I understand, like, there's <laughs> a difference. But uh, a lot of these experiences are digital, and um, so it's platform agnostic at this point. Um, uh, I just really don't have an opinion for uh, grading because I'm really not interested in collecting games um, uh, unless yeah. it's been like a special digital release, like a limited edition type of situation at this point. You know? so. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, because for as far as video game grading for me, I, I can't even begin to care. Like, I, I just don't even get it. Like, I, I, I used to collect in the 90s. I used to collect things, uh, video games and carts and uh, uh, action figures and, you know, to try to make a profit off them and all that. But to me, the whole thing was just really boring gambling. You know, you're hoping in five years, like the whole Furby fairy, uh, phase that uh, – that, that this will pay off. But, uh, you know, to me, I just turned it into, I like to collect things that I'm interested in and, and all I really care about is getting a fair price for it. So I'm, I'm checking out the, the, you know, the condition of the cart and, and what you should really be paying for it. But as far as like putting it in a, in a box and sticking a stamp on it, that it's mint or VG or any of that stuff. I, I just really don't care. Because, well, um, and, and to that, because it's more than just what's on the outside of the cart, right? There's the inside too, that they don't open yeah. up and look at. So it's like, right. You know, yeah. Whatever. Some people say like, well, you know, games should be played. Like none of them should be locked up. And then, right. but with that in mind, like, so does that mean you open every box? Like, do you, yeah. you know, and there's, yeah. there's a big debate there. Cause there's yeah. some boxes that if I had, I would not want to open them because it might be the only and, one in the world. And so, you know, game and preservation and talk, all that. Who knows? Yeah. JP could talk to us a little bit more, but I know with comic books, you go over everything, like even where the staple is stapled and like how it lines right. up, you know, they don't right. open yeah. up cartridges and look at the guts of the cartridge. Right. They well, do. let's move no, it over do. to the. They do. Yes, they, they do. Yeah. Yeah. What? They get. Oh, I, I do. I, I would say. Educate me. Video, yeah. Video game collectors, I'll defer to JP a little bit here, but video game collectors, I would say, are as obsessive as comic book collectors, if not more. I mean, it, it gets pretty. Yeah. All right, JP. It, yep. yeah. Let's go to JP. Uh, your <laughs> thoughts on the whole grading thing. Well, first off, games. is my Furby, original Furby in the box, really not worth anything, Dustin? <laughs> I was Spoiler alert. You, you, <laughs> Wait, you, you had two, didn't you? Isn't that what you said in earlier? I do. I do have an original, and then I have like a holiday one, both in the box. <laughs> yeah, like a Christmas Christmas Furby. If I find him one of these days, I'll take a picture and put him on social or something Maybe like that. Too. There you Maybe go. Too. All right, but um, on, the, on the video games. <laughs> You know, just going back to what you guys are talking about as far as like, you know, digital and physical and everything. I think the one thing I still prefer a physical copy over stuff. And I think Zach and I have talked about this at great lengths. And I think it's also because we're old men. But it's just, you know, you think about digital is great. But, you know, one day the company's going to go out of business and that digital copy is not going to be available to download and put onto your PlayStation or whatever anymore. But if you have the physical copy of an older yep. game. Newer games okay. tend to need updates, but an older game like a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, there was never updates. That was the final, final version. So you have that cart, you have the final game, and you can play that however you want, whenever you want, versus a digital game that maybe you can't get it anymore. So how do you say, oh, I used to play this game. They're like, oh, where is it? Well, it's gone because the company went bankrupt and I can't download it anymore. But um, going more on the, the grading kind of stuff. Um, I definitely go back and forth on it. Cause you know, on the one hand, you, on one hand, you have something that's a value and you can say, this is worth X and you can, you know, 
not really brag or show off. I know people do that, but just like, oh, I have this game and it's worth so much money and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, again, you have to compare with others and the condition and you got to look at what did it go for online and, or at auction and that to, you know, like how does the, you know, the label peeling or not peeling, it kind of gets a, a little out of hand. The other side is kind of something my dad used to beat into my head way back in the day when I collected baseball cards. I used to get the, uh, if you guys remember, the Beckett baseball card guide for prices. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they had that for everything. They had it for comic books, for baseball, basketball, all the different things. And I would show him, look at how much my cards are worth. They're worth so much money. And he would say, that's great. He said, but you know what? It's truly only worth what someone is willing to pay. And that kind of still sticks with me to Mm -hmm. this day. So I remember if I go to the flea market or I go on eBay and if I'm just, you know, I always have that kind of in my head, you know, yes, that unopened copy of Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers is worth $10,000, but it's only worth it to the person selling that and somebody that's actually willing to pay that me i'm probably not going to pay ten thousand dollars for a, an unopened you know mario game maybe if i came into some money i might offer them a, a smaller sum or something because they'll probably take less than that because it's going to be sitting up there forever <laughs> right right so yeah next question from at henso 32 Love the podcast, guys. Well, that's not really a question. Um, I count the minutes waiting for your podcast to come out. Oh, this guy's trying to get us a free game out of us, I think. Uh, <laughs> you have inspired my cousin and I to possibly start our own gaming podcast. Oh, yeah. Laying on thick here. All right. Can you please give us some tips on how to get started? Thank you, guys. Hento32. Hashtag gaming is not just for kids. There you go. There you go. All right, Zach. Uh, this is this is uh, mostly your baby. So you start this off here. Yeah, we talked about a little bit of this in our Q&A with uh, you, Dustin, I think. That's right. That's right. Um, yep. First of all, uh, good luck with the podcast, guys. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah, yeah. go as for much it. I was teasing you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, my best advice here, like I said in that episode too, is just don't overthink things. Just start. Get your phone out. Hit record. You know, Record yourself. Record you and your friends sitting around in a room. Um, play with the formats if you want to. Like you want it somewhat scripted. You want it just all off the cuff. Um, just make a bunch of different versions and then share those with your friends and see which ones they like and, and ask for some honest feedback. Um, and eventually, yeah, you'll stumble on something that people actually want to listen to. Um, we're still trying to find it here, but we'll get there. Uh, and uh, um, yeah, if you guys want feedback from us, just share your demo with us and we'll be ha- more than happy to give you feedback. Yeah, you later, yeah guys. absolutely. Um, JP, any uh, any tips, tricks, all that stuff on uh, getting started with the podcast? Uh, I just, you know, I agree with Zach, you know, you really just got to go with it, just play around with it. You know, it's going to take a few recordings to kind of really kind of find your flow and see what works for you and what doesn't, you know, I even look at us, you know, and just say, Hey, we're, we're still trying to figure things out. We're absolutely, (laughs) you know, we're still finding things that work, finding things that don't and constantly tweaking and modifying and changing because that's just what you do. Like, I think every podcast does that. They're always kind of trying to innovate and change and do different things that work and what doesn't work. And you just keep trying. That's all you can do. All right, Alex, how about you? Uh, some tips there for starting a podcast? Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have any tips to start the podcast. I think that's all on Zach, but uh, <laughs> I give all the credit to Zach because I think first and foremost, in this situation that we're in right now, he came uh, in with this thing and uh, all the gear and expertise from having been in a band to record and edit in a way to sort of give him a head start. Um, as this sort of evolved, uh, Dustin, obviously you come from radio. And so uh, you really developed uh, over the course with Zach, what everyone else hears every podcast. And it's not just, you know, four guys jumping into to someone's game room and turning on mics and seeing what happens. There's a lot of um, 
writing and process that goes into it that you guys put a lot of work into that people don't uh, know about. And obviously, of course, JP coming in with his obsessive lust for the genre um, (laughs) and keeping his wife out of his stuff. Uh, But the bottom line, I guess, in my opinion, is, uh, like I said, the prep work. Um, So all the work that you heard before our first pod, uh, the conversations that we had about what this could be, literally writing ideas down, editing um, the format, and our first two recording, our demos, release the demos uh, to feel what was working and what wasn't. (laughs) Uh, I mean, then iterating on the podcast as we went on. I mean, anyone can do this now directly from your phone with what's out there, man. So the more you prep and the more you put in, the more small test recordings that you guys do now. And the more you talk to people and ask them, what do you think about this? Listen to this. Take it, you know, give us some feedback. Uh, It'll pay you dividends as you release your first episode. So uh, small failings, small trials and errors and and, uh, iterate, iterate, iterate. Uh, yep. I'll round it out here just to everybody. Great points uh, on this. Just to you know, slightly add, uh, really just you got to start. That's the biggest thing. Just start. Just make put something down, put something in, into your phone. Just start trying it. And then what it really takes from there, um, the, the the best thing that that can help you out is to be organized and to work every day to try to sound like you don't do any work. Um, and <laughs> that's true. That, that's the biggest, you know, try as hard as you can to make it sound like that just does not take as much as, as it does. So, yep. um, you know, I think Zach and I, and the rest of the guys definitely, that's a focus, you know, we, we want this to feel like, uh, a, a conversation and it's, it's actually hard work to make it that way. So, uh, hopefully y'all like it out there and, and so far it seems like you do. So we're continuing this on. Um, so that, that wraps up the question. So I just want to round out here. Um, with a couple of points, uh, our next mainline episode will be out in a couple of weeks and that will be on the space shooter life force for the NES. And that'll also be the debut we've talked about in our last episode of our playing along at, uh, using the hashtag at beat retro game guys. Uh, so get that life force game for the NES, pop it in, play it with the default three lives and, uh, post your score online. Like I said, to, uh, either Facebook, uh, Instagram or Twitter using that hashtag beat retro game guys uh also you can uh, not just give us the score but make sure you tell us how your playthrough went uh because uh, we're gonna have some opinions and things to share about that <laughs> indeed um we'll be sharing those and also our scores in our next episode and we'll, we'll see if anyone can beat the retro game guys uh so far there's some strong competitors out there but we want to see more scores yes so, uh, there there are people want to win we'll see what happens cool. and now of course that's putting a lot of pressure on us because uh it's not going to be easy there you go. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for this quick play episode. Thank you so much for joining us for the retro game guys, Zach, Alex, and JP. I'm Dustin saying stay safe and keep on gaming until next time, friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. Leave that in. <laughs> no, that's, that's that stays. Oh my oh, God. I was holding it and right. holding it and I'm like, oh my God, get to the end. Dustin, get to the end. <laughs> The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.